0: The San Jose Sharks continue their road woes with a 3-0 loss to the Boston Bruins. We're gonna chat about that. Look at some crazy stats, uh, splits between the Sharks' home and road games. Uh, And check in on Bortolo and Gushin and how they're looking so far uh, since they've been uh, sent back to the AHL. So all that and more today's episode. You're locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello. Welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team and the Bay Area. My name is Tank Commander J.D. Young, a contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Probably part of the Lockdown Network. We cover your team every day and if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And today we're going to talk about another pitiful road performance. Going to look at some Crazy stats between the Sharks home and road uh, splits and um, look at what the numbers said for this, this game and uh, the numbers were not pretty. And then check in with Bordelon and Gushin and kind of see how um, those guys are doing since they got uh, sent back from the Sharks and um, it's starting. They're, they're both starting to kind of find their games again. So, um before we get into everything do want to let you know today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins so visit fandle.com slash locked on to get started and I know these Sharks do play the Devils on Friday night. You can catch every hit, uh, shot, and goal from the uh, hometown Sharks broadcast uh, with the SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Sharks. So this game started, you you had some hope. Sharks' uh, first five to ten minutes really took it to the, the Bruins. We're out shooting them, out chanting them. Um really kind of had their legs under them and then this game got really chippy um and the Bruins kind of did what you would expect the Bruins to do and that's just kind of um put down a bad team but it's really interesting kind of the like the chippiness of this game I mean we had Multiple fights in this game. The Sharks had a five on three power play. There was, you know, I mean, the Sharks had five power play opportunities in this game. Uh, we had some four and four time, like just a lot of penalties game in this game, and a lot of chippiness for two teams that do not see each other very often. Like we don't, the, the Sharks and Bruins are finished playing for the season. we The Sharks won't see the Bruins again until the 24 25 season. But this game, for some reason, had a lot of chippiness. And uh, Brad Marchand, who's, you know, He's the everybody hates him unless he's on your team guy. And, uh, you know, he just kind of gets under guys' skins and makes them do dumb things. And, you know, I think you can kind of point to Giovanni Smith um, not making some of the smartest decisions, right? There was the big kerfluffle um, near the end of the third or end of the second period where he you know, boarded, just boarded Marchand. Um, let's be honest, it was a just a straight board. And then there was a fight later. Like, it's just, and again, I know that's Giovanni Smith's role, but it's just Brad Marchand makes you do crazy things, right? Um, even at the end of the, the first period, you know, Marchand and, and Smith are like coming back on the ice and yapping with each other. Uh, he just gets you out of your headspace. But um Sharks overall just did not look, clean especially in the second from the second period on where it just everything looked hard for them again which is what we have seen from the sharks kind of this year um is just how hard things have, have looked for them and we'll we'll get into kind of home and, and away numbers here in a little bit but that's that's just the big takeaway right now is just it's it's hard for them to kind of be consistent and um Good news is they got too much hurdle back. Uh, apparently he had a kidney stone and had to have surgery on emergency surgery on Monday. and was played tonight, which is kind of crazy. Um, if you've ever had a kidney stone, um, it is not a pleasant experience. Uh, I had one, I think, May 2020. Um, and it was one of the most painful things in my life uh, that whole day. Luckily, I didn't need surgery or anything like that. Um, but it's just, you know, like... in and the fact that he's playing later this week is pretty crazy. He played like 22 minutes tonight too, which is, um, yeah, their hockey players are just different dudes. Um, yeah, Thomas Hurdle played 20. Dude, wrong page. Sorry. Um, Thomas Hertl did play twenty two oh eight tonight. He was second among forwards uh, behind Mikkel Granlund uh, when it came to ice time. So, yeah, you're a better person than me, Thomas Hertl. Hats off to you, buddy. Uh, that's that's crazy. So, um, but just overall, like it, it's just the the flow of the Sharks and just the very choppy game, and I think that kind of. As weirdly as it sounds, I think it kind of favored the Bruins, right? Especially a Bruins team. Yes, they you know, some some new pieces and some, some major subtractions. But a lot of those guys have kind of been there and they they just have that chemistry and they can kind of put together chunks of the game where they can just outplay you. And that's what they did, especially in that second period where, um, you know, they, they got the two quick goals. And then, of course, they got the third goal and the uh, power play the beginning of the third period to kind of put the icing on the cake but that's you know they're like we're going to just kind of make it a little sloppy here uh we know how everything needs to be like i mean we know with the sharks right everything needs to be kind of not pristine but they have everything has to a lot of things have to go right for the sharks to kind of generate offense and they did a good job of that in the first period and the Bruins did a good job of adjusting to it and kind of making it muddy and making it harder for the Sharks to play consistent um, you play a consistent game and you know that's the Bruins are a very good team this year Um I know they're on a you know terrible three game losing streak um but that's that's kind of what they did so um some of the kind of people I think uh, it is really hard to point to any one player who I thought had other than Mackenzie Blackwood, who I thought had a good night. Um, I think a lot of people kind of struggle tonight. Um, and, you know, you wonder with hurdle kind of coming in last minute, um, didn't practice it or wasn't at morning skate. And I wonder if that kind of maybe put things in a little bit of a flux. Again, I know it really only affects two lines with uh, the hurdle Eklund um, Hoffman line, and then getting, you know, Kevin LeBanc out of there out of the fourth line, kind of moving guys around there. But like, again, it's just, it's, it's just this team just hasn't been able to kind of establish a lot of chemistry because of one, so many injuries that they're dealing with. And two, just, just so many new faces we've we've seen how good um the home you know they uh, when we get to the the stat the splits here in a second this team is a much better team at home than on the road but they're gonna need to kind of um start to kind of figure something out because uh like i said the the stats are pretty appalling when it comes to uh or it's it's mind-boggling just how different this team is on the road um i will say the teal buckets with the white sweaters. um, I liked them. I liked them. I, I hope we, I still like the white on white too. Um, I think it's very clean look, uh, but I, I don't mind the teal buckets on the white, uh, with the white road jerseys too. I, I think it's a, it's a fun look. And I think with the right has to be the right combination. I think the Bruins, a uh, very kind of dark color like that. I think it, it works really well with the two of them. So, uh, but that was, that was fun to see. Good to see Hurdle back because so I assume Hurdle is kind of good to go. It should be, um, you know, back in the lineup on and normal and we, we should get normal lines from here on out, um, you know, and hopefully start to see some people starting to come back here soon. So um, before we kind of dig into the splits of the home road stuff and we'll kind of talk a little bit about the lines for this game and then uh, checking on Bordalo and Gushin, uh, we'll just do all that here in one second. Right now, you can get snap into the action with FanDuel. Uh, New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is super easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, uh, player props, over-unders, and more. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, anytime touchdown. I uh, just keep doing that. Um keep taking the sharks under on the road games here. Um, those are those are just my two things because again, uh the sharks cannot score goals on the road. So uh visit Fandle.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, so before, I know normally we kind of dig into the stats. Um, this game was not very pretty. I want to talk about some of the splits between the home and the road. Turk's um, team has played 10 games on the road. They're 0-10-0. Don't even have a single point. Uh, no overtime, nothing. Uh, just 10 straight losses on the road. They've scored six. Six goals in 10 games on the road. Um, they've given up 42 goals, with a, so they have a minus 36 goal differential uh, at home. Um, the next worst team, or sorry, on the road, excuse me, Net minus 36 goal differential on the road. Um, the next worst team is the Chicago Blackhawks. who are at minus 17. So the Sharks are double, not a math guy, I know that one The Sharks are twice as bad as the uh, Blackhawks, at least when it comes to goal differential. Um, The goal is four again, six, the Ottawa senators who played a whopping four games on the road have 16. Wolf. The power play on the road eight uh, percent they've scored two goals two goals um but they've also given up two shorthanded goals so um their net power play or they're just a power play so that's your power play my mi- percentage minus your shorthanded goals uh power play goals minus your shorthanded goals divided by your power play opportunities um there is zero uh so in 25 attempts they have a net they have two goals um and they've given up two shorthanded goals these are fun. Um, penalty kill has been okay. Um, 74.3%, which is kind of round, round where they're at. Um, they have 200. And f- they're getting outshot uh, by 122 shots, uh, <laughs> which is, again, the Coyotes are the second worst team, and they're at minus 76. These Sharks are at 122. Oh uh, my goodness, <laughs> these are insane. Um, yeah, it's it's been brutal um, on the road. So, just put in perspective the home home split. So, in the home, they're in thirteen games at home. They're five, six, and two. Um, they have twelve points, which is just like sixteenth, sixteenth in the NHL among home teams. So, the tank is like. Been good to the Sharks. Remember, the Sharks won eight games at home last year combined, like the entire season. Um, they've already won five this year. Um, out So, <laughs> uh, goal differential, a little bit better. Um, 30 to 51, minus 21. And again, that's also including two games where you gave up 10 goals um, in there. So that kind of conflates it or inflates it a little bit. Um, But they're scoring more goals uh, at home. Their goals for at home is like a little bit more respectable. It's at 2.31. Again, not the worst. Capitals are the worst there, but, um, you know, a little bit more respect. You're in the like Sabres, Islanders, Ducks uh, territory, right? Um, And at least for goals for Um, the power play is been better. Power play is much better at home. Um, They've gotten 10 power play goals on 41 opportunities at 24.4%. They've only given one shorthanded. So um, again, you can kind of see just how stark, how different this team is on the road It's something that they're going to have to work on. And this is this now five games left on the road trip. Again, we don't expect the Sharks to win a lot of games. And for the good of the franchise, they should continue to lose a lot of games. But can we see improvement, right? Can you go from um, six six goals? Can we get a game where they score at least two goals in a game? That, that's, that'd be a big win at this point because you haven't even done that this season. So um, let's quickly look at the numbers. We probably won't really dive into the forwards, but um, uh, the, the lines as much because it was kind of a hot mess. So... Um, 44 minutes of 5v5 time um the shot attempts were relatively close 46 to 41 um, but that second period is where you really saw the Bruins uh kind of you know take it to another gear and they had 20 shot attempts of the six uh for the sharks and I know there was a lot of weird stuff with you know you had four and four time uh you know multiple four and four times you had some penalty a lot of penalties especially at the end of the game but um 5v5, five, 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 five. that's where the Bruins really kind of took it to the Sharks there. Um, actual shots for it uh, at even at 5v5 is 22 to 29. Scoring chances 17 to 26, both these in favor of the Bruins. 10 to 14, high danger chances. Um, and then um, the Corsi for uh, percentage was 52.87 to 47.13 uh, in favor of the Bruins. And then 2.17 to 1.74 expected goals. Uh, also in favor of the Bruins, so um, the four lines were a little bit of a mess. The Zadelin Grandland Duclair line, I will say though, uh, might have a little bit of something there. So, um, seven sixteen time on, I say, twelve to twelve uh, shot attempts, seven to seven actual shots on goal. 0.71 to 0.89 expected goals for eight to eight scoring chances, five to five. Um, Zach, that line was pretty solid, but everybody else really, really didn't do much. Um, the Eklund Hurdle Hoffman line played 615 at 5v5. Um, they had 40, uh, four to five shot attempts, two to four actual shots, gave up two goals. Uh, expected goals for was 0.6 to 0.22. Um, So just kind of a tough night for for them all along. So um, we'll check in on our dude, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. 36 shots, attempts, uh, 33 saves, goals against three. Expected goals against was 2.97. So did expect what you would expect from him uh 11 high danger shots, nine high danger saves, 10 to 10 mid danger and then low danger was 12 to 13 for the the his work um tonight. So um overall again this it's hard i think to take a lot out of this game just because of one the nature of the game and two just how good the bruins are and they just kind of they, they let the Sharks hang around in the first period. Um, but then after that, it just was them. Just they did enough to win. Just kind of like what we saw in the last the first time these two teams played. Right. The Bruins got out in front of a the lead. They parked the bus basically. And we're like, we know you're with our goaltenders. Uh, we know you're not going to be able to do anything in this game. And that's exactly what they did. Um, because even though the Sharks kind of caught up with shot attempts and stuff um, in the third period, It's just we know the Sharks team is just not capable of scoring three goals in that short of a period of time, Uh, especially against Swayman or Swayman, who's really good at hockey. So I think he's 100 starts. He's got like a 10 percent of his starts, I think, are are shutouts like that's pretty ridiculous. So, um, yeah, so. Sharks are back at it uh, tomorrow, or Friday night against the Devils. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a pretty emotional game, I think, especially with the the short history these two guys, these two teams kind of have with each other. Um, potentially Timo Meyer, um, Fabian Zetterlin's return, Mackenzie Blackwood's return. If I don't, I please do not play Mackenzie back. I, there was. Uh, David Quinn did say he's thinking about playing Mackenzie Blackwood um, against the Devils, and I would not do that, uh, personally. I would rather play Mackenzie Blackwood against the Rangers, who are a much better team, and it's your best goalie, um, give them some rest, right? This is running Mackenzie Blackwood to the ground right now is not the ideal situation, so play please play Kapokakunen on Friday night. So, and then play Mackenzie Blackwood on on Sunday against the Rangers. So, um, all right, let's get ready to check in here on uh, Thomas Borlo and Daniel Gushin in one second. A new NHL season brings you all sorts of possibilities. The Sharks could maybe score 50 goals, definitely not on the road. Um, They could definitely win the draft lottery, and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Um, all you got to do is just pick either your favorite superstars or just your favorite players. So if you want to root for guys like McDavid, Avechkin, and Crosby, or McKinnon, or Hurdle, Slippery Pete, Mike Hoffman, whoever you want to root for, all you got to do is record more or less of their super projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, uh, and more in a given game. 2,000 times Uh, bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player sets you heard me sharks fans you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper to start paying attention and nail your picks, so you can start winning big use promo code locked on nhl and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability All right, um, Gushin and Bortolo, Bortolo and Gushin. So, um, Gushin, both these guys have kind of, you know, gotten some NHL time. I know Bortolo has gotten a little little bit more at the beginning of the season before getting sent back. And then Gushin got a a little bit of a run um, in the, I don't say the middle, but in this middle of what we've played so far and then sent back. And um, both have, you know, definitely needed to work on some things. And uh, I think for both of them, it's consistency, right. And I think for, especially being smaller players, like how do you deal with the NHL size and speed and skill? Um, And that, that's something that these guys are going to have to continue to work on, but you're seeing a lot of positive signs. Let's start with Bortolo who has, you know, this this season they have basically moved Bordalo from center to wing, right? And realizing especially with the way the Sharks have drafted and or going to be drafting here soon, um, it'll be said, right? You have Will Smith, fingers crossed, Maco Celabrini. Um, realistically, there's not much of an opportunity for Bordalo to play center um in the Sharks' organization and it's not like he can't transition back to center at any time, right? Um, or you still can't use him for face-offs or whatever, but they have been transitioning him to wing. And I think now that I maybe that he's kind of accepted the reality of, you know, every I think a lot of players want to play center. You know, you talk to you know talking like Tristan Robbins and stuff like they they like to play center because I think they feel more engaged. Maybe things run through them a little bit more. But I think now that Bortle has maybe kind of realized and kind of accepted the reality of, you know, for me to be an NHL player, I'm probably going to have to play the wing. You can really start to see where he's taking the coaching and what is being you know asked of him and kind of putting it to good to use, right, and putting it out there. And I think Bortle has really started to play some of his best hockey since I would say the beginning of last year, um, you know, kind of when he came out of the gate, um, you know, like a house on fire for the Barracuda, and then slowed down. You can see, I think the effort level is way up there right now and i know Bortolo can sometimes you know be a little bit maybe standing around a little bit or you know maybe not the best effort but i think you're really seeing Bortolo putting in a lot of effort and i think it's really starting to kind of show especially with i mean the production's always been there but we're we're getting in we're getting to the um the borderline hype train area again just with the way uh he has been scoring goals and helping his teammates score goals. Um, and that's good, right? Because that's <laughs> um, that's what you're, you're expecting from Borlo, right? is not going to be a shutdown defensive player. That's not his role. So um, in 10 games so far, Borlo has five goals, five assists. So he's a point-per-game player um, so far for the Barracuda this year, which is... Um, The only person better would be Ryan Carpenter in his six points in five games. Um, So that's what you're seeing it. But it's also, I think, on the defensive effort, you're seeing him again. Borla is never going to be a shutdown, you know, Selkie winning type of forward but you don't, that's fine, right? You're not trying to shove a a, a square peg into a round hole with with Bortolo. We know we we want Bortolo to use his creativity. Uh, We want him to, you know, with his passing, trying to help, you know, open his teammates up, like make life easier for his teammates and just try defensively. Can you back check? Can you at least just try? And I think that's what you're seeing from Bortolo right now is that effort because I know, I think he knows like, there's going to be opportunities for him um, soon with the sharks, as you know, I think he's he's going to need a get a long extended look at some point, um. And he needs to kind of develop these good habits now. That way they can continue to stick, especially when you're playing um, on the NHL where one of these bad habits can all of a sudden, boom, it's a puck in the net the other way. Uh, And especially in a contract here, I know he's an RFA, and I don't expect Bordolo to not be in San Jose next year. Um, But again, right, you want to start building up and starting to make your case that why he should be – a lock to be in the NHL next year, instead of a fighting for a position type of player. So, but you have to be, I think what we're seeing out of Borlo, I think it's, I think things are starting to come together for him. I don't think the sharks should pull him up right now. I think you should let him continue to build and and create these good habits uh, going forward. Again, can you back check? Can you at least try on defense? Um, and do you make your line mates better? That's, that's what, Kind of the to do list for Bortolo right now, um, and I he's he's hitting those right now, and let let's let him continue to kind of develop those habits. Um, as for Gushin, right, um, I think a little bit of the confidence maybe took a little bit of a hit as when he first got back, but you're starting to see the Daniel Gushen that we all know and love right now uh, with another goal on on Tuesday Wednesday night, excuse me, um, and that was a big big win for the Barracuda, but. Um, that's we know that shot that shot is an absolute thing of beauty um now can we see gushin dominate like be the daniel Go- we, we started to see some glimpses this year before he got called up can we see like two weeks or two or three weeks where daniel gushin is just like a man on fire like anytime he touches the ice you are just burning things down that's that's what we want to see from gushin now um his big thing, of course, is going to be just getting stronger and stuff. And that's not going to happen overnight, right? That's going to be throughout the year and a, a really good off season for him. But, uh, again, kind of like how Eklund did last year, right? Can you lay the foundation so that way you are an everyday NHL player? And we saw Eklund kind of start to have those strings of games together. Can we see that from Gushin where you're just – um burning just be the best player be the best player on the team for you know and just have those like where where i have to talk about gushin on a weekly basis or you know every other day because of just how insane he's going in the ahl that that's who it's a lot to ask for but i believe in daniel gushin i think he's that special of a player and i think he's going to i think we're going to see a string of like two weeks where daniel gushin is just like like maybe like leading the show type of good, just because of how insane Gusion is doing. So um, that's going to be it for me today. We'll be back next week. Of course, uh, Devils Rangers, uh, recaps on Monday. Uh, we have a, uh, prospect, uh, interview plans. So that's going to be coming up some here's time, time, Yeah. Sometime soon. Probably do some more. Of course, uh, the prospect grief where we'll be checking in on the sharks prospects and watching some of their recent games and seeing how they're doing. If you haven't checked out uh, yesterday, I did uh, Will Smith, Quentin musty and Jake Furlong's recent game. So, um, I think I'm going to go to the prospect reef. I, I don't know. I just, I like the prospect reef, So I think that's where we're going to, we're going to stay on that name. So um, if you haven't go check out that game or that episode, um, plenty of good stuff coming. Draft coverage is coming soon, guys. It's we're probably before Christmas going to be kicking off draft coverage because uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the I'm, – I'm getting itchy for the draft. So um, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. When you're done checking out this show, uh, make sure you guys go head over to the Locked on Sports Today uh, streaming channel because they've got you covered now 24-7, covering the top sports stories on the day with local experts of lockdown plus our national shows coverage from every league go to lockdown sports Day on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel uh, make sure you're following the show on twitter facebook and instagram at lockdown sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole till next time bye friends